The reports of the conditioning of our children are alarming. At every turn, the biblical values that we teach our children are under attack. It's becoming a world where the authority of parents over what our children are taught and live is being undermined. I'm here to tell you there is a solution to all of it, and it's right at our fingertips. Join me today as I talk about a powerful solution for our children's protection. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Thank you for being here on the podcast with me. It has been a couple of years of unprecedented changes. I'm sure you would agree with me on that. Fear and anxiety have run high as we did all we could to make sure we were all safe and healthy. We've used masks, we have socially distanced ourselves, we have stayed home, and we've taken up positions regarding vaccinations. And just when we thought we were coming out of the woods, we're faced with an unprecedented attack on our children's exposure to ungodly godly agendas in our culture. This is a blatant attack on God and his creation and our identity. The days of the enemy slinking behind the scenes are over. This is outright spiritual war. Fortunately, those of us who are believers in Jesus have a great weapon of warfare available to us at any moment. We have the power of prayer. It is through prayer that we can impact the kingdom of darkness that is quickly closing in on our next generations. The battle starts on our knees. Many of us look to Psalm 91 as a comfort and a prayer over our homes when times are hard. It's such a great psalm to pray in times like these. From the outset, we're reminded that God is our place of rest, our place of safety. We are assured that he will rescue us from the trap of the enemy. But I can't help but wonder how many of us have clung to those verses of promises only to glance at verses 1 and 9. Here's what those say. Verse 1 says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And verse 9 says, If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter. It's so very easy to forget that we must position ourselves for the protection afforded by the psalm. We must dwell or live with God daily. When we live in his house, the only thing that gets through that door is what God allows to come in. He's the gatekeeper. Living with him includes reading his word, doing what he says in his word, and trusting him no matter what, and spending time talking to him in prayer. It means heeding those little checks in our spirit that are from the Holy Spirit that direct our steps each day. This week on the prayer sheets, we're praying over our children these principles of protection in God's word, and we will unpack what it looks like to position ourselves for God's protection in the daily devotions. Are you a member of our prayer tribe? It is the best free membership you will ever have. You will receive a prayer sheet each week to pray over your children and devotions that are written just for you to help you step up your spiritual parenting. I will leave a link here in the show notes to the RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org website where you can go and get signed up. Today, let's look at five ways we position ourselves and our families for protection. 
The first thing we need to remember is what Proverbs 30 verse 5 promises us. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. When the truth of the word of God is challenged, it can be alarming. Let's face it. We've lived in a country where the truth of God hasn't been directly challenged by the government and yes, even the church. I believe the easiest days of following Jesus are behind us. As we move closer to the time when Jesus returns, there will be more and more opposition to the revealed truth of the Bible. It will be under attack and so will we and our children who believe it. For those of us who claim Jesus as Lord, we can trust that every word of God proves to be true and that he is a shield to all who come to him for protection. That all sounds great until the rubber meets the road like it is for us right now. This is going to be a season where God is asking you, do you believe everything in my word to be true? And do you fully trust me? When we believe something, it means we're committed to it. Those are the questions I have had to ask myself lately. I was challenged by the Holy Spirit to look back over the emails I've been sending you, the prayers I've been sending you, and my social media posts about the truths and promises of God. And I believe he's challenging you too. Will the words you've spoken to others, either personally or through social media, still ring true in your life when you're walking in the face of opposition to the truth? My challenge for you today is to browse through your social media for the last year or so. Are you walking out the truths of your posts? Second, we must believe, like our ancestors did, that God is our shield. Look with me at Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Here in Deuteronomy, Joshua is the new leader of the Israelites and the one to lead them into the promised land. I bet he's shaking in his boots just like we will, thinking about what God had just called him to do. How in the world will he fill Moses' shoes? Just like God called Joshua to the task, he's calling you to the task of leading your family into the promised land on the other side of the hard things he calls you to do. But to do that, he is asking you to do a few things. Let's break down that verse a little bit. Number one, he is commanding you to be strong and courageous. Number two, he's commanding you not to be afraid or panic when the hard times come. Number three, he's promising that he will personally go ahead of you in any situation you find yourself. Number four, he promises that he will never fail you and he will never abandon you. These are four directives for leading your family through any crisis. Are you up to that task? Third, we often forget that the battle is not ours. God fights for us as we are reminded in Exodus 14, 14. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. The Israelites had just escaped the heavy hand of their taskmasters, the Egyptians. I bet they were excited to be free. I know I would have been. And then things take a turn for the worse and Pharaoh changed his mind. He and his army were now in hot pursuit to return the Egyptians back to their slavery. What did the Egyptians do? They panicked. You and I are very much like them. We grew up in a time when life had been good, the economy booming, and even in hard times, we tend to do well. 
Just like that, the bottom can completely fall out of the life we know, just like it did with the Israelites when they found themselves up against the Red Sea with the Egyptians barreling down on them. As the church of God, we should never be found in panic. Thankfully, the Israelites had Moses as their leader because Moses had learned what to do. He trusted God. He knew that God would fight for them and he told them to do the most irrational thing. Stay calm. Why? Because he knew God would fight for them just as he had before. Fourth, I often imagine what it looks like to have angels watching over me like Psalm 34 7 says. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. There are many accounts in the word of God sending his angels to minister to his people. In fact, the writer of Hebrews starts out assuring us in Hebrews 1.14 that angels are servants sent to care for the people who will inherit salvation. He ends the book by reminding us in Hebrews 13.2 that we have entertained angels without even realizing it. I've heard countless stories from people I know of angels that have ministered to them in their time of need. And God's angels are assigned to minister to you and your family as well. His angels are a guard that surrounds and defends all who fear God. Fearing God doesn't mean that we're frightened. It means that we have a great awe and reverence for him. There is that caveat again, though, all who fear God. You must position yourself to receive the protection of the angels, and you do that by fearing God or having awe and reverence for him. The temptation for us in times of crisis is to fear all that is going on around us. I want to challenge you today and always to fear only God. Then watch God's angels guard you and your family. And finally, I want to leave you with the promise of Psalm 1830. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. Are you like Job who fully and completely trusted God, though he slew him? Yes, you read that right. God gave Satan permission to take everything from Job but his life. God was the one who suggested it. Or are you holding white knuckles to everything you believe to be yours so that God would have to pry them out of your hands like a toddler with a lollipop? You see, until you get to the place where you fully and completely believe that God's way is perfect and that his promises are true no matter what, you will be fighting God tooth and nail through any crisis you find yourself in. You are going to be exhausted. We've got to do our part. We should never presume upon God's grace, for that's a very dangerous place to walk. He promises when you look to him, he will be your shield of protection. Will God protect us? Absolutely he will. Do we have to do our part for that to happen? I believe we do. Are you facing these times with confidence in who God is? Praying and asking him to be your shield and protection? Or are you wringing your hands in fear? Let me pray for you today. Lord Jesus, I lift up my listener before you. I'm asking, Lord Jesus, that you would speak to their heart, that you would grant them courage and bravery as we face the opposition of the enemy and the opposition of your truth. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the directives in your word. In Jesus' name, amen.